Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, my guest is Gino Church. Gino is a strategist, creative director, and community designer with more than 20 years of experience utilizing human-centered discovery methodologies, branding, and word-of-mouth strategies. He's the author of The Passion Conversation, Understanding, Sparking, and Sustaining Word-of-Mouth Marketing, and he hosts The Shared Ship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gino. Thank you for having me. So can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? Oh, geez. <laughs> I'll, I'll do something shocking. I'm, I'm, well, I'm very passionate about pirates. Okay. And, and, Who are your uh, favorite pirates? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in South Carolina. So, of course, I, I have to be a fan of Blackbeard. Um, yep. because there's a, he's really, I think, judged harshly and there's going to, there's some new history coming or some new research coming to light that maybe, you know, he was still bad, but he did some good, but also I like another pirate, Steed Bonnet. And of course, okay. Bartholomew Roberts, who was Black Bart, who um, really started what we know of, of, of um, kind of a gentleman's pirate. And he started the code that the pirates live by, which is kind of some things that I dig into for how we can build community structure. So I'm geeky about pirates and I'm also <laughs> geeky about Disney. So two weird matches. No, Disney's great. And Disney's done some great pirate stuff too. They have. Um, what are some of your favorite things Disney's done? Oh, geez. Um, well, I am a recently, uh, I'm, I'm now an owner of a DVC um, Disney Vacation Club um, contract, which I know is kind of shows there's a commitment there. Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, you know, I grew up, I remember with my mom and dad going to see movies. I, I don't remember it. I was too young, but I got to see Pinocchio as a really young boy, but I love the Flubber movies. Yes. When I was young. You know, I, God, the I new it. one with Robin Williams was so good. Yeah. We watched it, that again recently, not too long ago. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a hidden gem. So mm -hmm. I, I grew up, I love the flubber stuff. And then the new stuff, I am a big fan of, you know, Moana, um, of course, Up. Um, Ratatouille is probably my favorite of the Pixar genre. Yeah, stuff. Very creative. And, yeah, and then I, I'm a big fan of the parks. We just went in May. And, and so as an adult that still finds joy, I find it just stimulates my creativity. Yeah. And it gets me to think out of the box. And, and I really love to explore experiences and experiences that create moments for us. And I think Disney does that really well. Yeah, that is that you said that so well. That is why I love Disney uh, parks is because they, they create an experience. It's not about going on a ride. It's about sharing an experience with my daughter and creating a, a moment, you know, that could last forever. So, yes, I completely agree. They're, they're great at that. They are. They're good. Okay. Can you share with us your story, your journey um, to become this expert in word of mouth marketing and, and, uh, and digital marketing? Oh, it's, uh, well, I'll, whether I'm an expert or not, or, or not, that's a, <laughs> that's a story to be told. It's funny, Nathan, last night I was doing some academic research on um, a couple of things and I stumbled 
across my name being mentioned in academia on some research papers. And it was from kind of my start into going from an art director, creative director into starting to think about community and community building. And it was a paper written from the CDC Center for Disease Control for a tobacco cessation program that I was a part of in the early 2000s in South Carolina. Um, I um, had the opportunity at the agency I was with at that time to answer a call on an RFP to build a smoking cessation program for teenagers in South Carolina, which at that time had the highest smoking rate of any state in the United States, as well as the cheapest cigarettes and a tobacco producing state. Um, I had worked a couple of years earlier, right out of college, on President Clinton's drug control policy program. And I worked alongside parents that had lost their a child to drugs or were losing children to drugs. What I witnessed there at, at the table with these, these moms and dads was, was the power of conversation and the power of community taking action. And it was far more powerful than anything I could create with my wrist. And I, I didn't know what to do with that. And it was uh, several years later that this opportunity came and I convinced the people that I work with to not do a truth campaign, which was running big at that time, which was all the body bags, heavy television, radio. Yeah. And, and I, I, I had this idea that we could create a peer-to-peer -peer program where we educated teenagers and they would be the living messengers for the message to smoke or not to smoke. And it would be authentic. And word of mouth as a discipline did not even exist at that time. We got the contract. We brought people in from a, across the country to help us build a curriculum that would be taught to teenagers. And then they would teach it. And then they would go out and do actions, almost like missions based on the things that they explored with other teenagers. And that became Rage Against the Haze. This paper that I discovered last night was written about Rage Against the Haze back in 2009. And it was extremely successful. It, 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 it lived for nine years, which is stunning in a state that fought like hell to get rid of it because it wasn't politically correct. Um, but what that did, Nathan, is within about a year and a half, I went to New York, I spoke on Rage at the second word of mouth marketing conference in New York. I'll never forget it. Seth Godin was there. And um, a, a woman came up to me and said, can you do that for a brand? Can you build something like that? And I, I said, sure. And that brand was Fiskars. Fiskars scissors. They make the orange yeah, scissors. They're great. And they do all the gardening. Uh, oh, you know. Yeah, you I have know a bunch that. of their stuff. Well, yep. very cool. Well, Suzanne Fanning was the, was the head of PR at the time, and she believed that there was an untapped um, evangelism for Fiskars products in the crafting and scrapbooking area. So we went out across America. We went to four cities, and we interviewed people about why they craft and how this Fiskars fit into that. And we learned some really, really interesting things in doing that. And we built a community at that time, digital, 
that Nathan, it's hard to believe we, I had this weird idea of four women that were scrapbookers and crafters would be bloggers and that they would all blog on the same platform that did not exist at that time. When Fiskars, I think that was 2004, 2005, we had to get somebody to write the code to be able to have multiple bloggers on the same platform. I mean, that's, it's insane to think that now we take that for granted, but that, that I, I stepped into it through working with teens, working with Fiskars, and then it, you know, just rapidly grew into that was the discipline for the agency I previously worked with. And um, WOM became a very, word of, WOMA, Word of Mouth Marketing Association, became a very powerful, influential um, marketing association with a lot of research. And it eventually started being gobbled up and it got lost in the social media wave. And then it got bought by AMA. And I think that's what happened to word of mouth is that it was seen that it seemed about three years ago to be old fashioned and out of touch, which is crazy since it's the longest running form of communication that has impact that's ever existed as for humanity. And, and to think that it was old fashioned. So that's where I come into today is that I left uh, a place after 20 years where I co-authored those two books and I, I went with another brains on fire person, a person from that same agency, and then another friend of mine that we believe that we would double down on community design. And that would be our discipline because we really believe and especially, I mean, we launched this thing in the right at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was a little bit nuts, but it, it, it proved to us that you know, we, we really felt like we were delivering something that was really, really needed. Uh, needed for people, it was needed for brands, it helps with brands and organizations with irrelevancy. It helps with um, defining the story and, and maybe get them connected back to Nathan. How, what value do they really provide to their customer, to their consumer? Um, do they really care? Um, does it add a value into their life worthy enough to use their social currency to recommend you to buy it for someone else? And so that's the power of community and the power of word of mouth. And you've been on a journey here. In this journey you've gone on, what's been the best home run that you've hit? You know, on my wall over here, I, I kind of keep, I'm a, I'm a lucky person uh, that, that there's in my you know, 15 plus year of, of, of helping build communities, seven are still alive, which is nuts. But I would say it's hard to not um, look back and be humbled by the success of Rage and not, and not necessarily what it did. It, it lowered the smoking rate, one of the largest smoking rates recorded by the CDC. But what makes a difference to me with that, that program, number one, is the, the young men and women that were in that and what they have become. Um, teachers, lawyers, professors, uh, the youngest person to be on the board of the NAACP. Um, it, it really helped them build and define leadership skills that they still are using to this day. And so that's a humbling experience. The other thing that I would say that I'm very, very proud of is Wonderopolis. 
which was a very simple idea. It was for National Center for Families Learning. And we, we again, do kind of like anthropological insight research where we go out, we talk to people, we play games, we open, explore, and close. And um, I, I was with a group of um, Spanish-speaking, English-learning learn, moms and dads. And I said, let's talk about literacy. And they were like, I'm sorry, what does that mean? It's lost in translation. Does it mean illiterate, not written? I was like, oh, we've got to we've got to stop. We're going about this the wrong way. So we thought, what if we change this and we focus on curiosity and wonder for children to spark learning, reading, and literacy, not to act. So wonderopolis.org is all about a wonder of the day. So every day is a new wonder of the day. And it's been around for years now, and it's still going strong. And so I think that's the things that I'm the most proud of is to be able to play a part a small part in communities that um, are still making a difference in people's lives. And they're just not a marketing mechanic. What are your, your top secrets and strategies? What advice would you give to business owners who want to create a digital community? Well, the, 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 the first thing you've got to do, and it's really the hardest, and it seems that a lot of people, um, don't really see it as a magic, magic seeds, but it really does start there that you've got to go out and you've got to talk to people, you know, you've got to get away from your cluster. Now, sometimes it might be that you need to start that digital community and an experiential community internally inside of your organization, because sometimes there's a lot of culture building that needs to be done. Yeah. But if you're going out and you're looking for your customers and your advocates, you need to go where they are, and you need to find out how you connect with them and also find out what ticks in their life. And so I think the things, Nathan, that I've, that I've, I've come to realize at that kind of at this, I guess, whether I'm in the sunset of my career or wherever I'm at in my career is that we all have our own path to step into the way we use a product or a service. We also have our own path as to how we become passionate about that product or service. So let's take my newest passion. I I am a Ford Mustang guy, but I have ordered a new Bronco that will come out um, later this summer. Mine will not come till 2022. And this got started because um, I was doing work for Michelin BF Goodrich and we were doing a lot of off-road events and I started off-roading with people like at Moab and at um, and, and Baja. Moab and, is so beautiful. What oh, an amazing place. It's gorgeous. Yeah, if you, um, you've been there. So yeah, I, like, I live not too far away from that, yeah. Okay, I've been to Dead Horse Point. So I've been there for what they call Easter Jeep Safari in Moab. Yeah. And other than driving from Salt Lake to there, um, but have you ever have you ever heard of the St. Anthony sand dunes? No, uh-uh, no. Some some of the best sand dunes in America, and they're hidden in this little rural Idaho place. One of the best sand duning places. Oh, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. And uh, maybe thirty minutes from where I live here, it's between my town and Yellowstone. So oh, oh, that sounds fun. Come well, from all over America to sand dune here. You kind of know nowhere. what I'm I'm talking. So so. That is a that is a passion bucket, but we we all kind of step into that 
to pull out of it what about that car, whether that's a Jeep or a Bronco, and, and the thing that it allows us to do that we get joy out of in our life. And, and so I, 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 I think my, my advice for people, and I'm trying to follow this myself, and I apologize, my little one dog downstairs is barking because my wife just got home. Um, That's fine. They, if you think about archetypes, like the map, um, like the, the rebel, the hero, the child, um, the sage, <clears throat> I like to think of that. You, you've got 12 main archetypes and you, you kind of want to go out and find the different stories that people are living that connect back to the, your brand, your product, or your service. And if you can do that, you can, you can start to find a way to build something special that just is, is built around a digital experience that's about engagement and metrics and likes and things like that. Because I really believe we have to build a more holistic ecosystem of marketing that moves a fan that likes your stuff into be, becoming an advocate that really supports you to becoming an evangelist that loves you. And yeah. so there, there's, there's got to be an ecosystem. There's got to be steps. There's got to be jobs that people are willing to do and take on. And, and I think that's the things you've got to discover. That's my, and that's hard work. That's digging, digging for bones. So you're talking about within the community, giving yeah. the members of the community things to do to help grow the community Absolutely. and not trying to just build it all yourself. Uh, yes. And, and then the other thing that's, um, Hugh and I, you know, partner with We Must Be Bold, with Kathy and I, we, we, we talk about it takes community and that's this human grid to power word of mouth. Word of mouth is, it, it really doesn't work if the people that you're um, building word of mouth disciplines on. If, if there's not a community that they're connected to. So it, it, it makes a lot of sense for you to understand who they are and figure out, are they what's called everyday influencers? Are they, are they those everyday people? Just like you, you just told me about these sand dunes. You just influenced me because you have knowledge. <laughs> you talked about it just like I did maybe about you about pirates to where maybe you'll watch a pirate movie. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and so the, these everyday influencers are, are really powerful and we need those to be, to help us build out um, a community. And that in turn can give us that grid to be able to build word of mouth, to have functional conversations of how we interpret things and how this will make our life better to that. I'm emotively um, excited about your product. So I'm going to tell people about it or I hate it so much. I'm going to tell people about it. And then socially, um, because we're so narcissistic today, um, we share our expertise and our uniqueness. And, you know, it's what we share on, on Instagram. It's look at me. I just went there. I just bought this. I just ate this. Do we really care? Well, we kind of do because we all are somewhat voyeuristic. And, you know, but, but that, is a mo that is a motivational trigger for word of mouth, but it's built on, the power's built on your community. So community is really, really important. And 
and, and I wish more brands and organizations understood that because they kind of want to shortcut it. They want to shortcut to not do the hard work because this takes a, a, a human-centered approach and, and trying to build a community that's built um, to add meaning to a person's life. I might be rambling. I apologize. No, no. All right. So let me try to restate this. So make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying instead of as a business focusing on selling to customers, let's start off by building a community. Let's build a community of, of people who are, and, and we don't build the product, the community around our brand. We build the community around what they care about, right? We build it around their passion. You talk about finding out who they are and, um, and you've even, you know, written this book about the passion conversation and we've got to find out what their passions are and build around their passions. And so often we think that they care about us and they care about our brand. And, and in reality, they don't so much. And, and if we can, find out who they are. We can have these conversations with them, find out what really makes them tick and then build communities around those passions. Then we can connect with them as a brand through the passion. Am I kind of getting it? I probably added way too much to it. No, I, I, I love what, I love what you said. No, I, I think you I did a probably a darn better good job than I did my ramble. No, you're, you're absolutely right. We just get, you know, businesses get caught up in the, in the tyranny of urgency. But when you think about, let's take BF Goodrich, they make what they call black rubber donuts, their tires. That's a, (laughs) that sounds like a pretty unexciting product to try to sell. Well, it powers every person that's out there near you in a Jeep doing a trail ride or doing sand dunes is that tire enables them to do that and to feel safe and confident, just like it does if you decide you want to put um, Michelin tires on your daughter's car when she goes off to college, you're going to feel a little bit safer because of that. And so passion works in really interesting ways, especially in how it can benefit your life and the things that you care about. Yeah, so I I agree with you. I I, I think if we... And it goes back to experiences too. I have a, I wrote this quote, not necessarily to talk to you about it, but I've been, I've been researching a, a lot of academic papers on archetypes. And I came across a note of Joseph Campbell, who you know, was influential to George Lucas and Star Wars. And it says, our, our processing of myths includes a search for life experience or feeling the rapture of being alive. And that's what we should be exploring. You know, do we, what is the truth? Let's face it. Do we, do we really help people feel alive? Do we help them do something really well? I had this thing, Nathan, I'm not sure it's really true, but I've always thought the the communities that I really care about in my life are the ones that I discovered that I didn't know I needed till I found it. And then it, it, it tickled something inside of me. And um, that happened with cars. That's why I was a Mini Cooper guy until I went to a Mustang event in Indianapolis. And the people there welcomed me with open arms. 
I, a weird guy with spiky, crazy hair and had a Mini Cooper. I rode along with him at the, on the Indy race car track with race car drivers. And I left, left there going, you know what? I'm going to buy a Mustang. And, and, and I've, I've owned three Mini Coopers. But it, it, it tickled something inside me. It, it, it brought me back to my grandfather and his vehicles and my dad with a muscle car. And, and so there's, we, we, we have these great opportunities to, to, to tap into people's emotions. And then it creates a lot of things on top of that. They feel like they co-own it with you. Thank you so much, Gino, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, word of mouth marketing is the longest running form of communication that has impacted humanity. We should use word of mouth marketing in our brands by building a community. Number two, we should have conversations with our customers to learn their stories and unique experiences that led them to our brand. Number three, once we know our customers' passions, we can build a community centered around those passions. Number four, we can leverage influencers to help us build our community. Number five, we should use our brands to create experiences for our customers where they feel alive. To learn more about or connect with Gino, you can connect with him on LinkedIn, his website, brainsonfire.com, or his podcast and his books. And you can find links to each of these in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how to be a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your word of mouth marketing and your community building. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.